Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We are uh, coming to you uh, live today from Location Bravo, back in the uh, the regular alternate studio, I guess we should call it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not the regular studio. We haven't seen that one in quite a while. Um, we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I'll be uh, guiding us through the program here for the next two hours. Uh, I do not do the program by myself. Let me go around the room real quick, introduce you to my fellow compatriot. On my right, the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Oh, good to be back. Good to be back. And in studio. In studio. Location Bravo. Here we are. Uh, let's see. We had a we had a successful trip. I'd call it successful, right? Yeah. Successful trip up to. Uh, hey, we had fun. We did have fun. We did have fun. If, I mean, if fun is the gauge of success, uh, we won. Yeah, yep. yeah, we won. We definitely. won. We definitely had one. Now, listen, we did have to do our little TSA follies and that kind of stuff. And <laughs> uh, those those uh, Nimrods. Um, uh. But uh, I did think I told that story last week, didn't I? Didn't I? I think I did. The uh, ammunition. Remember, it was. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I had uh, for folks that uh, did not get to tune in last week. This week um, is the is the updated story. Um, I uh, had. Ammunition. Now, when, when Earl and I travel, obviously we travel, you know, with our firearms, right? And that's why we don't go to places like California or, or New York because you can't take them there. So we don't we don't go. We don't we don't give them the pleasure of our visitation. Yep. <laughs> I didn't leave nothing there, so. Yep. I don't need to go. Exactly. Exactly. So we uh, I go to get on the airplane, and uh, I got to go down through TSA, and the TSA uh, guy at the at the, at the gun uh, the gun scanning uh, machine. Says he needs my keys. All right. What's the problem? Maybe I can help you. You know, I tell you where it is. Well, it looks like you got some loose ammunition in there. Um, I mean, kind of technically, I guess. There's a loose ammunition in a Ziploc bag tied up so it's, you know, tight. It's not bouncing around. It's just it, in the Ziploc bag. It, it's a dime bag of ammo? It's, it's what it was. It was a dime <laughs> bag of ammo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what it looked like when I put it together, too. I was uh-huh. like, yeah. Uh, and now that was locked in a metal case, a keyed metal case. Right, uh-huh. inside uh, a, a locked Pelican case. So it's inside a metal case, inside a locked Pelican case. But it's loose in a Ziploc bag. Yeah, it's loose inside a locked metal case, uh-huh. inside a locked Pelican case. Right. So it's right, loose right. 
inside two locked cases. Uh-huh. Uh, and I said, um, do you mean loose like it's it's banging around in there? Because I thought, well, maybe I had one round that, you know, escaped or something and got underneath the uh, the styrofoam. You know, our, all our fears, you know, it got under the padding and we just didn't notice it was there. Um, he goes, no, it's it looks like it's in a locked case inside a locked case, but it's it's loose. I go, well, what do you what do you what's your problem? He goes, no, no, folks, for the metal case is only like, you know, big enough for a pistol. It's, you know, six inches by eight inches. Right. Um, so the most it's going to be loose is that much. And there's no way I broke the Ziploc bag. There's no way. He says, well, it's got to be in a cardboard container. I said, so you want me to take it out of the locked metal case and put it in a cardboard box and that's okay? Well, you know, the rules say, don't don't go with the rules with me. Don't go, don't go with the rules with me because it's not TSA's rules. It's the airline's rules, how they want ammunition and firearms to be carried. Uh, you're just here because you have the equipment to look for it. Right. Um, and I, I, folks, if you didn't know that, by the way, it's the airlines who decide if you get to carry a firearm or not. It's the captain of that ship. It's the, it's the pilot who decides, and it's based on their airline policy. Uh, if they say no guns, then there's no guns going on that airline. If they say everybody can carry a gun, then everybody would be allowed to carry a gun. It's up to them. They take that liability. But what they've decided on, most airlines is, they want it in the original cardboard box or another higher security container. So if you had it in a cardboard box, that's okay as long as it's in a locked container. So the TSA understood the standard as cardboard box inside a locked container. But I had ammo inside a locked container, inside a locked container, which clearly meets the minimum requirement. It goes beyond the no, minimum requirement. There's no cardboard box. I know. And that's what they want to do. What like, the heck? It's like, you want me to put this, you know, something that I could crush with my hand and get the ammo out as opposed to the metal case. Um, and the guy from the airline was there with me because they have to escort you over to TSA because, you know why? Because it's their policy. Right. <laughs> They're the ones there that say yay or nay. Uh, and um, when the TSA guy went back in, I saw him taking pictures of my dime bag of uh, ammunition. Um, <laughs> and I showed the, the, the guy from uh, the airline we flew with. And uh, he goes, oh, I know what it says. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> he goes, I don't know what they're talking about. Um, so he came back out and he locked my stuff up and he gave me my keys back. He goes, okay, you're okay. It's like, yeah, because you're a nimrod. <laughs> That's it. You're, yeah. you're a robot. You don't know what you're doing. The, the way I pushed the button, pushed the rules, and nobody even noticed. That, you know, I had, oh, the, yeah. I had the cardboard you box. You cheated, though. I had the cardboard yeah, box, yeah. and it just said, I'm going to name them. You know, this is just what I had laying around the house. It was blazer brass. Yep. Hundred, you know, Nine millimeter, 115 grain FMJ. Yep. Nobody opened up to look at it <laughs> that it was defense ammo. Yep, yep. Yeah, he cheated. <laughs> Wrong kind of ammo in there and everything. Got a SIG 357 and stuff. <laughs> sitting in a 9 mil box. <laughs> Doesn't say anywhere that, you know, it's got a match. You're right. You're right. You're lucky. If those guys knew that what ammo was, you know, <laughs> if they knew how to tell ammunition apart, we'd be in trouble. You got one brass round in here and one silver case round, sir. I'm sorry, but those are not clearly, you know. Well, just ridiculous. But you know what? It was a good, good trip. Listen, we were up in Detroit with our good friend Rick Ector um, from Rick Ector's Firearms Academy. And Rick also has a separate program called Legally Armed in Detroit. Legally Armed in Detroit. And if you spell the acronym, it's a great word. Laid. Uh, oh, there you go. Okay, FCC, that was Earl, just so you know. <laughs> But okay. he, he was talking about the company. It's illegally armed in Detroit, and Rick will say he would like to show. see you, he would like to see you get laid while he's up there. It's illegally armed in Detroit, um, and so it's a uh, their goal was something like four thousand women. Now Rick just threw that number out there. Last year they got just under two thousand 
Um, but remember, this was in August of last year also, and everybody was locked under COVID. And I remember Detroit last time, it was rainy. So they had, you know, they wanted 1,500, I think, and they got uh, 2,000. This time they wanted Rick just double the number of just playing yeah, games. Yeah. He still got close to what he got last year. It was a very beautiful weekend. Oh yeah, in, in Detroit, um, and I think they were going back to because of the Delta variant. Some more restrictions later in the week, like this week. Okay. So everybody went out for yeah. that weekend, <laughs> um, but last, they went out to go do fun stuff. You one, know, one, I mean, other last, stuff. Yeah. One last taste of freedom. Right. Right. There was also a big, huge car show. That was in town. Really, that's a big deal in Detroit. So, oh yeah, yeah I'd yeah. have gone to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad they didn't tell me till Sunday because I'd have gone also. <laughs> like a Detroit car show. Come on. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is where they came from. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but he still get incredible numbers, incredible uh, success, um, putting through you know a couple thousand women that uh, had never shot a firearm before. It was amazing. And they even got desperate enough. Uh, so many women coming out. They asked you and I to go out on the range and help. Yeah, they did. They did, and and you know what? I and I my usual spiel. You heard me do it plenty of times. I get out there and I meet the woman, and I'm like, "Is this your first time?" And they say, "Yeah." And I go, "Me too." You know. <laughs> and so, I kept thinking of doing that, but I always forgot to. Yeah, there, it was it, it, fun. It, it honestly, it had been a while, uh, too long since I had done any type of instructing, and I had fun. It was a good fun. time. Yeah. Good time, Rick. Thanks for having us up there, and we look forward to next year. Uh, folks, uh, stick around. We got more program coming back from back to you after the break. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. The Keltec Sub 2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So, in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See more at keltechweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary. We've got two minutes, so we're coming back. Distillery is a proud, my bad, minute and a half, service members and their families. 
Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between... Coming back in a little less than a minute. ...function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. 30 seconds. Honest, responsible individuals, you have the right of choice. You have the right to read books others don't like. You have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. You have the right to dress the way we want to. You also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you you don't need something, tell them it's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join this... Ten seconds. ...so this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454... Here we go. 12. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Um... Uh, Earl, uh, I think the first thing we got to talk about, just because it's coming up soon, is the uh, we've, we finally got the official notice, the cancellation of uh, the uh, National Rifle Association's 150th annual uh, annual meetings and exhibitions, right? Yay. Or is it exhibits? Ex- I think it's exhibits because exhibitions would be like, you know, clowns, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, so yeah, there you go. You could come. You could come see the circus. That would be the exhibits, right? Or watch the clowns outside. That's the exhibitions. There you go. There you go. I think that's right. I have no clue. I might have just made that up. Um, let's see. Let's <laughs> sounded see. Sounded good either way. <laughs> that's what we aim for here, right? If we can't be correct, we're going to sound confident about it. <laughs> if you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with bull. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, we were lucky enough where you and I got to have a quick conversation with uh, one of the board members from uh, NRA. Um, yeah, we kind of snuck up on him. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly right. Uh, <laughs> like, surprise, and he was like, ah, you guys, oh, how's it going? We didn't know any media were going to be here. <laughs> you know, we're media slash instructors, yeah, gotcha. Um, so uh, I talked to him, and I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to give up his name. Yeah, because uh, we yeah. caught him on the range. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to. Because he uh, he gave me some uh, he gave me some good 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 information. I talked to a couple of the board members that we know, and folks, you could figure it out. You, you know who the board members are that we talk to on the radio. Um, but the NRA uh, this this was the word the word we got um, just about a week and a half ago. So it had been about uh, let's see we the news broke on Tuesday. I think Earl we knew about it just about a week prior to that that they were doing this. Uh, uh, we're not sure it might get canceled. It might get canceled now. My thinking was they would cancel it two weeks out if they were going to do it. That way people could get those uh, reservations refunded or right. postponed flights or, right. or you know, get, get to hotels canceled or Airbnbs. Because like Airbnbs, where you get a really great deal, you've got to have a lot of time if you want to get your money back. 
Right. Most of them, if it's under two weeks, you lose half of it. So, uh, but, you know, listen, they, I, I get it. They're not, you know, the giant companies. They're individuals. And for them to lose somebody a week and a half out means they're probably not going to sell those dates. Right. So, I get that. I get that. Um, the... Um, uh, so the word was that there there were several of the major contributors, uh, it's the big the big guys, and the big guys. Let's see, I'm trying to remember them from the top of my head here. Was um, uh, um, like everybody but Glock. <laughs> so let's say let's say that. So a uh, Benelli, Smith and Wesson, Ruger, um, Beretta was on the, was sitting on the ropes. Um, you know, and then H and K, the four and two sitting on the ropes. Everybody else. Uh, big size was there. Now, big size is. Well, I mean, hold on, I could probably just look it up and tell you. But um, you're saying they were on the on the fence of staying. No, or going? They, they were out. They okay. were they were out. They were I, out. I th- I thought I heard uh, Glock was out too. Glock uh, Glock is not reported to have been out. Okay. Glock is not reported to have been out. Now, um, I I don't know if that means they were or they weren't. I just can tell you Glock was not reported to have been out. Um, the mediums, you know, as far as as far as uh, everything that I know, were were good. Who do I mean by the mediums? I mean um, uh, uh, Caltech. Uh, um, what's the other one we got over here? Uh, Diamondback. You, you, you like like that kind of size? Uh, um, uh, car. Car arms. Yeah, car arms. You know those kinds. Uh, the, the the good medium American gun makers. Um, they were they were still in, but uh, the big boys had had uh, had waved off. Uh, now the reasoning is what's up in the air, and, and here they are. This uh, the companies that said they were out were Benelli, Browning, FN, Kimber, Savage, Smith and Wesson, Springfield, uh, Sig, Ruger. Those were the uh, confirmed American companies, and then uh, Beretta and H and K, the foreign companies, which did not. What did they say? They they were not confirmed to canceled, but they were. Position themselves to skip the convention based on COVID health and safety reasons. Health and safety reasons. Yeah, they were going with the international thing. Well, you know, I could get the COVID at the airport. You know, so um, COVID, COVID's the reported reason. COVID's what they're using. COVID's the scapegoat. COVID's what the board members are saying. The board members that we talked to, folks that Earl and I talked to, said, um, "Screw the big guys. We want the show to go on." If we got to go with mediums and smalls, we're going to take care of the medium and small companies the best we can uh, because we know that this is huge for the medium and small companies to be able to display to fifty to 80,000 people. And sell. And sell. And so now, obviously, firearms are sold in accordance with local and state laws, federal laws. Yep. But you can. Right. Yeah. Um, you could go right up there and go, I'll take the SIG 320 self-firing gun, and I would like to uh, ship it to my local <laughs> dealer. And uh, you could you could get it, uh, you could do that. You could buy with the small stuff, right there on the spot. You know, you you could buy from uh, Wilderness Tactical, or you could buy from uh, uh, Hog Holsters, those kind of guys. You right. know, the, the the smaller ones, um, and you could take it home with you. Um, so, again, excuse given COVID. Internally, what we've heard is that this was the. The, the the actual protest against LaPierre and his leadership still being in place and this 
whole ordeal that's gone on for a couple of years now with him not being settled yet. Uh, okay. um, when the big guys come, let's say it's a, it's a giant like a Smith & Wesson. Earl, you get, listen, one booth, one 10 by 10 booth is $5,000. And and what does Smith & Wesson have? I mean, Smith & Wesson, uh, and like, let's look at Glocks. Now, Glock wasn't in this. Right. So I don't want I'm not trying to throw Glock under the bus. But but Glock is the one I think most people are familiar with. What is that, 25 of them? You know, 20, you know, the 10, 10 by 10, you, you know? Easily. Yeah. I mean, you know. Their, their whole booth space is probably bigger than your house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's crazy. It's so it's it's more like, uh, you know, twenty five of these. You know, uh, the little ten by ten spaces. You know, as you as you add them up. Um, so, they're you know they're dropping quarter million dollars on rental space alone. Quarter not to mention half easy. Yeah. Not to mention the cost of the uh, uh, of their own equipment and their own people. But but forget about that. So that's a that's a quarter million to a half million dollar check. They'd be writing to NRA, NRA and Lapierre. Yep. Uh huh. And additionally, this is the time of year when they have the National Rifle Association annual meetings and exhibitions or exhibits. Um, when they that's when they write their yearly write off check to NRA. Here's our donation. In addition to here's our fee for setup. Here's our donation check to go with it. Ah, okay. So by, by not coming now, it was their way of saying, we're going to use COVID as the excuse publicly, but privately, our $2, 3000000 million donation that we'd have given you, tough noogies. You're out. Yeah. You're out. you got to get your house in order before we give you another nickel. That's going to be tough. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people in the know are doing. When I, and I say in the know, industry knows. 10% of the people that are in NRA that are some way associated with the industry. The other 90% are all these are you know, guys and women that sit at home. The letter comes in the mail that says, NRA needs your help. We're fighting evil you know, gun grabbers. Write us a check for $25. And they write them another check for $25 above what their all, already annual dues are. Right. That's most of the people. They're, they, don't, they, don't, they don't know. It's, it's inside baseball. You know? What do I mean by inside baseball? Uh, Earl, do you know who's on the uh, disabled list? Excuse me, the injured list right now for the Florida Marlins? No. Yeah, right? You'd have to be that crazy baseball guy to know that. Right. Right, you know? Um, we got a couple of companies we're tight with. We know. I, I call you. Yeah, exactly right. He calls me. He calls me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's what's really going on. And it's unfortunate because the uh, the little guys lose and the and the medium guys lose. The 40,000, 50,000 people that were going to uh, – um, Houston lose, right? Uh, Houston's got, uh, they're doing the whole, oh, we got the Delta variant. We got to lock down children and all that. All right. You know what? Remember, two weeks to flatten the curve, folks. That's all we need. Two weeks to flatten the curve so we can uh, keep the the ICU beds over and we got enough ventilators. Yeah. And they keep talking. They're they're, they're talking about how many cases. Yeah. They they quit talking about COVID deaths. Oh, yeah. A, you know, we've been in this a year and a half. Yeah. They quit ca- talking about COVID deaths a year ago. Yeah. Because they plateaued. Yeah. No longer. It never was. But it's, it was never about those numbers. It's always been about the control. Yeah. Uh, and that's where it is. So it's uh, it's rotten and it sucks. And uh, and, and I, I listen, for all those that still got, uh, you know, flights booked to, uh, to Houston uh, in, in a week, yeah, hook us up. We'll beat you out there. We'll party. We still got our tickets. <laughs> we'll go out. We'll do our own thing. You know, it's uh, it's Texas. Can't we just you know 
go out on the side of the road and shoot a mountain or something or, <laughs> or shoot a prairie. I guess there's no mountains in Texas. Right? <laughs> Can't we shoot like, like, like tumbleweeds or something like that? You know, just yeah, crazy. Hey, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Stick around back after the break. started smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. (laughs) Right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few. I learned a little more about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the quitter in you at quitterinyou.org. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov. Coming back in one minute. Want to reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and stroke? Right. This is registered dietitian nutritionist, registered dietitian nutritionist Melissa Dobbins. A healthy diet can mean a healthier you. So eat a variety of proteins each week. Seafood, lean meat, poultry, beans, and nuts. Fill half your plate with fruits and vegetables at every meal. Choose foods that are lower in calories, fat, and sodium. Limit your alcohol and maintain a healthy weight. Let a registered dietitian nutritionist help you achieve your goals. Find one near you. 30 seconds. You know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches and that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes. It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe. 10 seconds. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. Here we go. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from, uh, we're in Location Bravo. Yeah, we're in yeah. Location Bravo today, coming to you from Location Bravo. So. Magswag.com studios. There you go, there you go, right here. We are uh, back in, uh, what do they call it, uh, Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Florida. we're in Florida, Florida. We are in Florida, and we, uh, we're going to talk to you about some guns. we got a couple of guns we're going to talk to you about. Um, historical. Historical, guns. yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, you know, I, I like I told you earlier, like, uh, I'm sure much like you bought a gun in the past week or two. 
uh, you know, you're going to rotate the inventory. You're going to keep stocks current. You know, you don't want a gun getting stale on you. You, know, you got to keep it fresh. Keep it fresh. Well, actually, I'm, I'm slowly working on piecing together another build here and there. So. Oh, found a spring at home, did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, Dang it. Found himself a uh, spring, spring. Spring and a roll pin. And that's it. You gotta, Crap, you, you I got to build another one. <laughs> you just got to start from there. I got these parts. Can't let them go to waste. <laughs> got to build another one. Uh, let's see. This gun. I did buy a nice gun, but it's, uh, it's not it's not no uh, no gun like this. Dude. This is, I mean, you know, when this story first came out, I'm going to leave a little more tension there, folks. When this story first came out about a month ago and they announced it, I thought, nah, not worth it. Not worth it. Not worth having the time on the air. It'll never work. They're never going to sell it for that high. Folks, Billy the Kid, the gun that killed Billy the Kid, it wasn't, and that's what got me. It wasn't even Billy the Kid's gun. Right, it was the uh, gun that killed Billy the Kid. It was Sheriff Pat Garrett's gun. Correct, correct. And there was even some uh, question of, of of the validity of did Pat did Sheriff Garrett do the killing? Uh, um, it, when you when I read that original story a month ago, doing the research on it, and I was like, well, if they're not even sure if it's that gun or not, what's it going to sell for? Fifty grand, hundred grand. <laughs> Yep, folks. Earl, tell the folks what they could have won for <laughs> for for this amount of money. For six million dollars. Million dollars. It was sold on auction to a uh, anonymous bidder. They wanted to remain anonymous, but wow! I mean, it, it, that's a it's a fantastic historical piece. Yeah, and. Uh, to me, that it's got to be that. It's just the historical, and I'm not knocking it, but it, it's a Colt single action. Yep. You know, it's it's kind of plain Jane looking. Uh, I mean, it looks to be in good shape for its age. It's you know, when 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 was that? Eight uh, 1881. Right. Right. So yeah, for for its age and everything, it's it's an awesome specimen. But wow, six million bucks. Whew. You know, I've, I've got one of these uh, and picked it up as a parts gun. Um, somebody had rebuilt it, you know, but we had all the original parts when we bought it. That's why I bought it. And then put it back together you know, in all its original shape and form. And it, you look at it and you're like, oh, well, this could have been the gun that shot Billy the Kid. Or this could just be some gun that's been in a barn for 150 years. There's no way to tell because they had no serial <laughs> numbers on them back then. Everything was a part number. Right. And when you put them together and nobody, nobody recorded any of that. And unless you got... You know, uh, we're talking now. We're talking uh, 140 years ago. So unless you got, uh, you know, seven generations, uh, you know, everybody holding up a gun and showing a letter of it, going, "This was the gun given to me by Billy, and now we're passing it down," or by Sheriff Garrett, and now we're passing it down. I don't know how you prove provenance on something like this. Yeah, I don't know that that that's the tricky part. And, you know, in addition to this person owned it, then there's the part of, did it really kill? Yeah, was that the one he right. was carrying exactly. when, when yeah. it happened? Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, here's the story. The gun that killed American uh, Wild West outlaw Billy the Kid sold for more than $6 million at auction on Friday in Los Angeles. Ironically, this gun would not meet... Um, this would not meet... Uh, this gun's not legal to carry in in, uh, in California. Really? It does not have a serial number on it. Oh, right? that's it's, right. It's I was going to say, it's, it's, a, it's a revolver. It's what a the, ghost oh, gun. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, Technicalities. Yep, yep. Uh, see, the auctioneer said the single-action Colt uh, revolver that Sheriff Pat Garrett used to take down Billy the Kid in nineteen, excuse me, eighteen eighty-one, 
bought over the phone by an anonymous person that wished to remain unknown. I think that's what anonymous means, by the way. Don't know why they had to specify that. <laughs> an anonymous person who wants to remain anonymous. <laughs> that's, Duh. That's right. Yeah, that's it. They also uh, they also play ball for the American Dodgeball Association of America. <laughs> the department. The, what is it? The uh, the, the the redundancy department. The uh, du- no. Oh man, I always screw that up. The Department of Redundancy Department. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. The auction house said uh, it sold for six point oh three million. Uh, was a world record for any firearm. It was expected to go between two and three million. Uh, Billy Kid was a wanted man in Arizona and New Mexico. After a month-long pursuit, oh, he killed eight men there. After a month-long pursuit, Garrett tracked him down in New Mexico and shot and killed him. Billy was 21 years old. Wow. They called him the kid. He was 21. I mean, so you figure he was 20 or 21 because it was an eighth one search, right? You know, right, eight, you know, right. So, um, so uh, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't up on my history on that, but I thought Billy the A month-long search. I'm sorry. I yeah, thought yeah. he had uh, killed more than eight. I think it was eight that one time. So he was in that last encounter. The last set of charges, oh, let's say okay. that, were for eight men. Um. Yeah, so that's uh, I mean that's pretty that's 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 that's, that's, uh, that's a piece of that's a piece of change right there. Oh that's, yeah, that's a piece oh, of yeah. change. Um, I, I if if I had that mo- same if I had that kind of money to spend, and I was roughly the same person I am sitting here in front of you, right? I'd shoot it. You what? I'd shoot it. Oh, you shoot the gun? Yeah. Oh, I thought you sh- you'd shoot Billy. I was no, like, oh. I'd shoot the gun. I, yeah. I, I spent six grand or six million dollars on this thing. Oh, yeah. I'm, Heck yeah. I'm firing it. Yeah. Heck yeah. No, absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I would, I would yeah, do the same. Yeah, right? I'd be like, eh, what am I going to do? Look, it's used. It's not like you bought the, the meteorite gun, you know? <laughs> it's, it was, it's shooter grade. Yeah, Come on. Exactly right. Yeah. I'm to make sure it works. Yeah, so. Uh, another gun coming up for auction soon. I wanted to talk to you about folks about this gun. This one, I really had an interesting time with the way the story is being told and the way uh, uh, the the uh, the people involved are leaning one way or another in their set of beliefs. So let's let's say that. Yeah, and and, and the main figure in this story has Central Florida ties. He does. He does. Tell us. Well, if, if I tell that, it's, I'm going to s- steal your thunder of the story, so we're, I'll let you... We're talking about Al Capone. Yes. Uh, Al Capone. And by the way, um, the last time um, Chicago had a low murder rate and uh, low crime rate was when Al Capone was in charge. <laughs> he was uh, running things. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's compared to now, anyway. I'm not saying there wasn't murder and mayhem. I'm just saying it's ridiculous level now, you know. Um Al Capone, infamous, you know, mob boss out of uh, out of Chicago. Everybody knows that, right? Uh, uh, he uh, he had some kids. Uh, you know, he wrote them some letters in jail. I uh, talked about this gun. Uh, this is after he got caught for the tax evasion in '34. Remember, he went away for ten years to uh, Alcatraz, right? 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 Uh, and wrote some letters uh, to his uh, to his loving childrens. And um, so, remember, this is not. You know that long ago. It's not like Billy the Kid, you know, or Pat Garrett. Um, you know, you know, he's got like uh, his granddaughter still alive. You know, Al Capone's granddaughter is yeah. still, still alive, so she's able to establish this provenance a little bit easier. Uh, plus, the number, the firearm, it's a, it's a 1911, 
also had serial numbers on it because they were government firearms, originally made for government design. Uh, and, uh, you know, so they're easy, a little bit easier able to track this. Plus, the feds took it from him when he, you know, got arrested. So I'm not sure how they got it back. But, um, you know, it, 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 it had been noted several times that this was his personal favorite firearm. Um, he did have he did have uh, uh, connections to Florida. You want to give him that part? Yes, he actually he had a uh, not only uh, Central Florida but here in Orlando he had a uh, had a house uh, off of uh, Hoffner Avenue. Uh, Hoffner Avenue. Oh, that's pretty cool. And one of the big things about it, that I I have personally seen this. Uh, the the house had a privacy wall, concrete block wall, and when they built it. They broke uh, beer bottles, different they, – they had glass embedded in the top of the wall to prevent you from crawling over it. I remember that. And yeah. I, you know, driving large trucks yep. here and there over the years, I've driven past it and noticed the, uh, the glass in the wall before I even knew that Al Capone had once lived there. I did not know that. And somebody told me cool. that, and I was like, I know exactly where you're talking about. I know the place you're talking about because I remember seeing those and thinking that's what they used to do overseas in Asia when they could build walls. They put the glass on top to keep people out, keep people out, and animals out. So, um, anyway, it's a, it's a 1911. Uh, it has elaborate etchings, wooden grip. They think this is going to be the centerpiece of the auction, valued at 150 thousand. We'll see how it goes. I do like in the story, uh, it says that uh, they don't know if the gun was used to commit any crimes. <laughs> so they, oh, he, he, you know, he, you know, he had to protect it. He had to defend himself many times with it. Oh yeah, but he uh, doesn't know if it was ever used. In, uh, it was ever used yeah, in a crime. He's responsible for the Valentine's <laughs> Day massacre. Yeah. Ridiculous. All right, folks, stick around. You listen to Arms Room Radio. We shall be back after the break. The Deltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! About two minutes. Next Level Training, this is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. 
And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Hey, um, I did, we got a, a caller. We got a caller called in during the break. One of those guys who doesn't like to go on the radio. You know who he is. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, one, of our, one of our frequent listeners. The Young Guns, Billy the Kid did not. Young Guns, Billy the Kid did not die. Billy the Kid did not die. <laughs> so that's what I was talking about. I'm telling you, there was some, uh, there was some consternation there back and forth of whether uh, Billy was really killed or not. So uh, our apologies to the, uh, if Billy the Kid, if he's still alive. Um, I doubt it. Well, I mean, listen, if, he's, if he didn't die, he, you know, he could also be, he might be like Kevin. <laughs> well, <laughs> he might be a vampire gunfighter. Big, big thing we'll have to do is look, look to see who he's voted for. Oh yeah, how many times? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sir William Kid, <laughs> that's it. All right. Uh, let's do a little talking here about New York. New York has got uh, a new proposal on the table about training requirements. Yay! Uh, you know, and, and Earl, I bring this up because I think you and I actually, while we were up in uh, in uh, Detroit, the lovely uh, town of Detroit. Uh, had a conversation. I think it was on the radio. We talked about it about uh, minimum minimum training requirements and training requirements uh, according to the law and um, uh, what uh, our beliefs are politically versus our beliefs uh, um, safety wise, um, and yet they 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 work perfectly together. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no. There's there's no there's no issue there and and, and that's I, I kind of wanted to go there. Um, let me give you this first. Uh, in the state of New York, we've had it's a second proposal that's been introduced in the state legislature to require completion of a five hour safety course before buying a gun or ammunition in New York State. Okay, now make sure you heard me right. There's a couple things you should be listening for here: a five hour safety course before buying a gun or ammunition in New York State. Earl, I didn't say just gun, did I? No. I said ammunition a- a- as well. Um, right. That, that's one thing I'm wondering. Are you going to have to do this course every single time? Yeah, and or I think that they go down in here. And, I, you know, that's that's what hasn't been said is um, do I have to do it every time? Do I have to have an ID card? Do I, you know, how long is the course good for? Oh, and also oh, there, there's a couple different bills being, being – uh, presented another one uh a bill would require uh provide proof they've passed a mental health evaluation and achieved at least 90 percent accuracy at a shooting range for that type of firearm that will be purchased yeah this is just you know we know what this is this is just a way to keep guns and ammunition out of the average citizen's hands um, they're trying to put. Listen, is it possible for a gun person to go out and shoot ninety percent every day? It is. Um, is it possible for the average person to find five extra hours in their week? Uh, that's pretty difficult these days. Yeah. Okay, that's the problem, yeah. and that's what they're trying to do. Um, here's the other part, Earl. I'm not sure if you caught on this. It says it's 
complete a five-hour safety course before buying a gun or ammunition in New York State. I didn't say a safety course before carrying a gun. Ooh, that's just buying it. This is just the purchase of the firearm. So folks that are sitting around and you're in one of them states where you got to take a little class or something to to carry uh, open or carry concealed, um, yeah, this is five hours just to exercise the right of ownership. Yep. Let alone the right to defend yourself. Because don't get me wrong, Earl. Don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Ownership doesn't mean defend yourself because people, plenty of people, own firearms, and they're locked in a safe. Oh yeah, and that's where they sit. And those guns might be good for the day we go to the range and we have a good time, or I'm a skeet shooter, or I'm a hunter, and it has nothing to do with self defense. Exactly. Or, this or, has to do with ownership of guns. Or or they they may you know just break those guns out at the barbecue. That's right. And just show them off. Right. Get some oohs and ahs and. Yep. You know, one up their buddies. Yep. And then back in the safe it goes. That's it. Safe queens. That's what we call exactly. them. Exactly. Safe queens. So you've got uh, you've got that going on. So this this is really troublesome. And now here's what I wanted to go into with you, um, Earl. I believe that an individual should seek out and obtain as much firearm training as they have available in their budget and in their in their time. Uh, I, I think so. And I mean, I think it should be a family activity. I think it should be uh, a, a weekend activity. It could be a weeknight activity. It, could, it should be something you have fun with friends and relatives. Uh, it should be something we all talk about uh, and we all go do together. Um, and, 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 and the same as you, Earl, I believe exactly zero of that should be required under law. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, I mean, I want... Every firearm handler that's around me to be as highly trained as they possibly can be for their safety and mine. But I also look at this is where I, I can, I can kind of in, in my mind, I'm a Second Amendment. But, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I want you to have training, but. I don't remember seeing it written anywhere as a requirement to exercise your Second Amendment you're reverse. right. You're, you're a I support training butt guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. You know, I'm all for it, but yeah. I don't think it should be a requirement. Yep. I don't remember seeing that there. It's and, uh, and I agree with you, it being a, a, uh, a family event and everything. I grew up, it was. In fact, that was one of the one of the, the, the milestones in my uh progress to uh manhood i remember i i remember the event i don't remember the date but i remember the event of i outshot my father oh that's a big deal yes it was and it was with a a world war ii issue 1911 was it his gun it was his gun it's the (laughs) the remington Rand that i've inherited yeah yeah uh, it's shooter grade, nothing you know, highly right. collectible. Right. You know, because my dad and I both have shot it yeah, and everything. Yeah. And he's he's shooting at this Coke can that we've got set up out in the woods, and he's scaring the heck out of it. <laughs> he emptied the magazine on it, hands it to me. I load the magazine back up. You know, two hands. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, classic stance and everything. And the first thing I'm looking at is like these sights suck. Yep, yep. But I line up the bumps along the top of the slide. And the first round, I blow that Coke can to smithereens. Yep. And I had to do it. I stopped, pulled it back in, low ready, turned around, looked at my dad. 
Is that the one you were aiming for? <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Go ahead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Enjoy the walk home, boy. Enjoy the walk home, boy. <laughs> yeah. No, all had those days, right? Yeah. That's, that's oh good, yeah. That's good stuff. Oh, but yeah. Um, yeah, listen, same same exact feeling, Earl. I mean, and I think most folks out there understand this. Um, firearms. Uh, this is not something that you, you don't you don't drive a firearm forty hours a week. You know, people drive cars all day long, and all they have to do is have their adult certify, certify, a hey, sign this form, and say they took 40 hours worth of training, rather than, you know, see the form. Because that's that's the deal in Florida. Listen, I don't know where you are, but maybe this explains why people in Florida drive the way they do. Um, but um, if you've got a minor that wants to get a driver's license, uh, you have to go in with them, and that's under 18, certify that they have to have, to, they have, to have had their learner's permit for like a year. But then you have to certify that they had 40 hours of training in daytime and 10 hours of training at night or experience. Okay. No logbooks. No <laughs> no certificates. Just uh, yeah. you know, your, yeah. your, your Juan Hancock right here, you know, and, and that's it. Um, unlike with guns, could you imagine if you went to the New York State and said, I'd like to buy a gun? And they said, uh, we're going to need a certificate of your five hours worth of training. Well, uh, you know, lucky for you, my brothers here and he could certify that i have that training well all right you go right ahead sir and certify it no 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 that's yeah that would never happen it would never fly right um so what's the, what's my point um it, it, 30 35,000 car deaths last year vehicle vehicle accident deaths okay um and, we, and we're mandating the training there i mean whether it's real or not you know uh, as opposed to the firearm training, which we know is down somewhere below 1,000, 1 or 2,000 a year that are actual violent crime deaths that are not known people criminal on criminal. It's it's 1 to 2,000 every year that you get down to with real firearm statistics of unknown victims or known victims, even domestic violence inclu- included. It's less than 2,000 every year. Right. And everybody, you know... Uh- we, we want zero deaths on all of them, but owning a firearm is a right. Exactly right. Driving a car is not. Exactly It's right. a privilege. Exactly right. That's the point we're making. Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. we got more show coming for you after the break. Stick around. Until then, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. Remember, keep your head on a swivel, especially when you're driving. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Kel-Tec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. 
and stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I'll be, uh, yeah, we got about an hour left together. About an hour. Hopefully you uh, hang in there with me and uh, we can get this, get through this together on this uh, this wonderful, wonderful August day here. Everybody, everybody, are you are with COVID? You okay with COVID? <coughs> all right, just check. Yeah, just I'm good. Let me go around the room. Hey, let me go around the room real quick. Uh, introduce you to my fellow compatriots on my right, the right-hand man, the great, great. Great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome back. His name is Earl. Dr. Corbin, approved memos, lead a workshop, Oh, good to be back. Man, that six minutes flies by now. Exactly right, right, right. You feel it? take forever. I know. We barely got that Gatorade bottle full, and you guys, time to go back to work. <laughs> um, let's see, let's see. We got, um, uh, I don't know, let's see where we're going to go. Where are we going to go this segment? I don't know. I don't know. Um, COVID, COVID, COVID. Uh, are you seeing any? Uh, I, I'm just curious. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not going to throw politics into COVID. We all know that uh, uh, you know COVID is more. There's more science fiction and political fiction than there is science to it at all. We, we, we. I think everybody, everybody on both sides sees that. And if they're not, they're they're lying. They know it's a tool. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not real. So I'm curious. Have you? Uh, you know, recently, and we just did some travel or anything. You got anybody you know that's been uh, affected by the COVID? Who's gotten the COVID recently, or you know, anybody going going down, going bad? Or no, no. I mean, I, I've had a coworker tell me that the, the, this is the closest I can come to it. Is I've had a coworker tell me that people he knows uh, that there there were some uh, fatalities. Yeah, but and and it, we we weren't we were discussing it. We weren't really arguing it or even right. really debating it uh but my first thought and i didn't get into it with him just because he he seems to lean a little bit towards the the other direction that i do but my my first thought was like you know what kind of you know physical shape yeah. was that person right. beforehand you right. know what kind of possible comorbidity yeah did they have to contribute to that right yeah same thing i uh, listen I, I we were sitting at work the past week and it was uh uh, you're talking about the COVID. Oh, did you get the vaccine? You got to get the vaccine. Got to get vaxxed. And, and and my response to that is, hey, I'm curious. Do you take do you take vitamins? I'm like, well, no. It's like, well, listen, I take vitamins, so I really need you to take vitamins too, because otherwise my vitamins won't work unless you take your vitamins. 
Because evidently, that's how the vaccine works now, Earl. It doesn't matter if you want the vaccine, you get the vaccine. If somebody else doesn't get the vaccine, the vaccine you got doesn't work. Everybody's got to get it for you to, for you to get it. Yeah, th- this one, if, I'll read through this really quickly. This is a post. Take your time. we got five minutes. Post I saw <laughs> that it was it hit hit well enough that I copied it. It's This is not my post, but I saw it on online. A close family member just told me I'm no longer at their fully vaccinated house, and they will not come to mine unless I show proof of vaccination. I know, it's fa- I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I, d- I did not see this yeah. coming. Yeah. Not see this coming. Yeah. My medical history is nobody's business, vaccinated or not. I did not virtual signal my medical business nor give people ultimatums on what they should should do with their bodies. That does not mean I am anti-vaccine, but this only proves how the media and politicians perpetuate fear and propaganda to embolden and empower themselves. Here is a short list of available vaccines. Nobody, let me repeat that, nobody ever asked about to prove my point. Chicken pox, diphtheria, flu, hepatitis A, Hepatitis B, HIV, HPV, HIV, I don't know what it is. HPV is human papillomavirus, measles, uh, meningeal cockle, uh, probably uh, butchering that, mumps. That's actually very good. Pneumococcal, yep, yep. polio, rotavirus, rubella, shingles, tetanus. Whooping cough, yep. adenovirus, anthrax, cholera, Japanese encephalitis. Oh, oh, oh you watch all. Oh. Oh. Rabies, smallpox, tuberculosis, typhoid fever, and yellow fever. Yeah, and I, listen, I know that guy you're talking about. He also should have parvo and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and distemper. Okay, I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> And, and that's the thing is, you know, if you if you don't turn off the TV or the news, they're talking COVID-19 and the new Delta variant cases. What? I okay. just heard about the yeah. Lambda variant, the Lambda variants on the way here from Peru. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what, what about the Lambda, Lambda, Lambda variant? Well, that's uh, that's, that's, that's <laughs> you get that and you turn into a nerd. <laughs> I'm safe. <laughs> I grew up one. Oh, oh. you got the immunities. <laughs> But, you know, COVID-19, 99.98% of the time is not a death sentence. Some of those diseases that I mentioned, you catch them, it is a death sentence. But yet, we don't bat an eye on that. Listen, I remember playing Marco Polio as a kid, and nobody ever died from that. (laughs) And that one kid that couldn't swim, I mean, but that was different. (laughs) That was a secondary factor. Um, You know, that's what I see a lot of today, and... uh, this is what where it started at work. I get a lot of people that do the uh, uh, they question the vaccine status, and I don't tell anybody my vaccine status. You, you go away; it's not worth it. You know, you didn't ask my other ones; these don't matter. Also, so you know, get get lost. But oh well, so and so's friend and their kid had it. And they were eighteen and they died, and I'm like, and you you so you were going to give me uh, third hand testimonies? What you want to hand me? You want you? Well, no, I know you know you know. How do you know? How do you know you know? Because somebody told you, because somebody told them, because somebody told them. That's what we call hearsay. You yeah, know what? Exactly. And that's not admissible. Exactly. Um, 
Well, but, you know, if you don't believe me, it's not that I don't believe you. You want me to believe three other people that you don't even know. You, you yeah. know? Just because you believe it doesn't mean it's true. All right? Uh, then, of course, I did the whole Kevin thing when I said, um, <laughs> I said, can you, can you, can you <laughs> tell me who the, who the first president of the United States was? Well, George Washington. We'll prove it. Well, it's in a book, uh, so hearsay. I mean, was it a yeah. certified copy? I mean, did somebody swear to it? And so uh, you got hearsay. Huh? What you got hearsay for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> you better, you better bring, bring, bring more hearsay to the table <laughs> if you want to have an argument with me. <laughs> they hate that. They just, they just walk away at that point. So um, you know, the, the, the point here, folks, um, don't care if it's about vaccines. Don't care if it's about the COVID, uh, people that had it or not. Do your own research. Do it. Uh, you know, talk to your family doc. Uh, um, if you don't like the opinion, talk to a different, your other family doc. Do your own research. Don't rely upon the media. Don't get it from one source. Don't get it from two sources. Get it from three sources and find out the facts yourself. It's the only way you're going to get through any of this. And for those that follow blindly, you deserve what you get. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's about it. Um, I mean, anything? You think anything else add there? Drop yeah, on that's yeah. Right. yeah you, you've got to make your own personal decision. You know, talk to your, your medical professional. Yeah. They know you. Uh, you you may have have uh, different conditions than everybody yeah. else. Yeah. So, and listen when you and, if, and when that person decides that's what they're going to do, leave them alone, go away. Yeah, I have and no issue. I respect mean, respect their decisions. I'll I'll walk through some place without a mask on. I don't really think of everybody that walks around me yeah. with a mask on. That's it. They're probably freaking out about me. But yeah, screw eh. them. You listen to Arms Room Radio. We'll be back after the break. The Keltec PMR30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Back in two minutes. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. 
Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. One minute. Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. 30 seconds. Individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the... Ten seconds. ...message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room. Ooh, is it on? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. I can hear you. I couldn't hear myself. got you now. I got here. Three, two, one. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, where are we going, Errol? Where are we going? I think we're going to go to... Crazy. Uh, Want to go along? Oh, boy, if I could get a... Is you going to take us to the crazy train? Is it like a first seat? To, to, to get to the crazy train? What are you talking about? Oh. I'm a conductor. You're the, engi- you know, you're the conductor or the engineer? Engineer. Engineer, all right. Um, I just want to make sure you weren't bringing up the caboose. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, everybody's got their own thing and all. It's just, you know, it's the thing. Let's go to Missouri. Let's talk about uh, Missouri uh, and the, the law. Show me state. Oh yeah, yeah. I said that. Did you catch that when we were in uh, in Detroit last week? Somebody made a comment to me, and I said something along the line of, uh, uh, "I'm from Missouri. You're going to have to show me." And they said, "Well, we're in Missouri." And I was like, "What? No. <laughs> have you never have you never heard that expression before? I mean, just I'm from Missouri. Yeah. You're going to have to show me." And I was like, I'm from the obvious part, so now show me. You know, so, uh, you, you know, this this law out of, out of Missouri, is, the, CNN is calling it controversial. You and I, Earl, and uh, and all of our other listeners out there are calling it um, about darn time. You know, the, the law that we have. This is a Second Amendment preservation law, is what this is. the uh, The state of Missouri passed. Oh, was it was it last year? And I think it just goes into effect coming up here in the next next month or so, next couple of days. Uh, it says, you know, basically that uh, f- you cannot the federal agencies or federal uh, federal uh, jurisdiction law enforcement it cannot come in and create new laws and take away the Second Amendment rights of our citizens in the great state of Missouri. So, but. That can't be good enough, Earl. There's got to be some liberal hack local politicians, some liberal police chiefs, politicians, because when you get to be a police chief in a big town, you're a politician. We were just talking about one on the break here, and uh, 
they've decided that they're going to put the lives of their own citizens and their own officers at risk to make try and make political points. Of course. And, and this is what you need to know uh, in Missouri. Uh, there was recently an operation in Missouri where the U.S. Marshals were preparing to go in and do a, uh, do a raid. Now, there was uh, re- reports of uh, 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 drugs being sold in and out of there. Right. And that a firearm may be on the, on the presence. Now, if the marshals were involved, it's because the, the person had already been charged or there's a warrant out for that person. Right. That's U.S. The, marshals? Yes, yes. They got cool-looking badges. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like the old uh, Texas Rangers. Yeah. yeah, yeah they exactly. got the coolest yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, so the, if the marshals are involved, it's because there's, there's charges already pending against somebody, and uh, they're waiting for them to be arrested. Hold on. There we go. All right. Sorry. I had a little little electronic malfunction there for a moment. Um, and um, they, 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 they enlist the assistance of local law enforcement, okay? Yeah. They which need, are, they need ma- uh, manpower, backup. They, which is the norm, right? Exactly. Now, the, the thing that the feds bring is, uh, you know, uh, 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 they bring in uh, you know, d- d- you c- computer assets, forensic assets, digital assets, uh, all the all of the the technology that you can need. The feds have, you know, they have all that kind of stuff available to them. Um, they also have the ability, if you work with them, they'll cross swear you in, and you can be part of their um, task force and cross jurisdictional lines. And it saves times when putting the other bad guys in jail. Okay, uh, especially like when, like I said, when the marshals go after them, a judge has already said. Uh, let's put this person in jail for a little bit, okay? There's probable cause for their arrest, so let's do that. Um, the um, the local police chief there said, uh, oh, wait a second. Did you say there might be a gun involved? Yes. Yes, chief, we did. Well, then, uh, we can't be involved in this because uh, the state law says we're not allowed to take part in anything that involves guns with the feds, which is uh, an absolute freaking lie. <laughs> it's an absolute freaking lie. Um, this chief is trying to make points with the politics of the situation uh, when it comes to uh, firearms and the governor, firearms and the state of Missouri, pro-gun, being pro-gun and pro-Second Amendment. This chief is trying to say that the Second Amendment Preservation Act makes police departments have to disobey federal orders. Does Doesn't this... Sh- sheriff realize that being pro-gun pro-second amendment you can still enforce laws especially the laws that felons convicted felons criminals are in illegal possession of said firearms that i'm sure somewhere in in that state or in this country being as we're dealing with federal law it's it's written down as a law somewhere that it's illegal for a, a it, could, it could even be a legal firearm. Can't be in the same room as illegal drugs. You know, he, yeah, like you said, he's 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 trying to trying to get points. You know, it, could it possibly make a situation, you know, a, a jurisdictional, you know, or all right, we got to we got to hash this out. How are we going to do this? And five minutes, okay, we've got it straightened out. We we can protect the uh, protect and, sus- and serve the public, our community, and we can still 
keep intact the 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 newly enacted laws. Uh, liberal city officials, liberal city police, liberal uh, city mayors. Uh, this is in the town of uh, um, uh, Cape uh, Girardeau. Cape, uh, Cape Girardeau, affectionately referred to as Cape. The, the Cape. I've, I've got relatives there. Uh, they, they said that um, uh, the federal authorities may seize guns meant that local officers couldn't provide assistance to federal officers. No, absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. What this law says, Earl, is if the feds pass unconstitutional uh, laws in violation of the Second Amendment, that state and local officers in Missouri will not take part in seizing those firearms. That's what it says. It doesn't say anything about the current laws. It doesn't say anything about a felon in possession of a firearm. It doesn't say anything about a drug dealer in the possession of a firearm. It doesn't say anything about the guys wanted in the possession of a firearm. Those are that's who nobody wants to have a firearm, Earl. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Except, exactly. except the local politicians in the Cape, because they want to make a point. Yeah. All right. And so what they've done, folks, what they've done is made everybody in the Cape vulnerable to crime. They've made everybody there a potential victim. Just just to try to prove their point. It's exactly right. It's exactly right. It's it's to try and prove a point that they're that they're there. That they're making these issues, that they're doing this. It's, I, I mean, they should. The, the governor should relieve from office this mayor and this police chief immediately. Now listen, it's a plain English law. All right, it's not. This is not, you know, seventeen thousand pages long. This is two paragraphs. Uh, you know, yeah. it's pretty simple. And if you want to stand up on your bullcrap, anti-gun nonsense because you don't believe anybody should have guns except you, the police. But guess what? You should go to jail. I'm sorry. Qualified immunity shouldn't count. Shouldn't I count? You have just stepped out and said, I am putting everybody at risk in my town, city, state, country because of my moronic interpretation of this law. Yeah. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. Uh, yeah, either listen, the city of St. Louis, St. Louis County, and Jackson County filed a lawsuit in June to block this law. Uh, but the Justice Department, uh, the Justice Department as well. Now the current Justice Department said uh, they're also watching this lawsuit. Um, but so far, uh, because guess what? In Missouri, the uh, the governor, the the legislature, and the Supreme Court are conservatives. Ah, so okay. you know what they're going to get told? Hey, stuff it, pal! <laughs> yeah. See that sand pile over there? <laughs> yeah, go pound it. It's it. I got a big pile of bill or big rocks. You can make it to little rocks. That's what you can do. <laughs> um, this is it's just it's absolutely ridiculous. Let me give you the actual quote from the from the law here, so you can you can you can hear this. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, uh, let's see. Or, 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 you, you got it. All right, you got it. You got the, 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 the problem. Uh, I thought you were doing. I gotta do it. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, we're just ready to run out. We'll do is we, we'll give it back to you when we get back. I had scroll. it. My, my my screen went dead here on me. So um, you need a new phone. I I know I know I know. But this is the, again the oh here it is uh, the law which will go into effect August twenty eighth prohibits states and local cooperation with federal off- officials that attempt to enforce any laws, rules, orders, or actions that violate the Second Amendment rights of Missourians. That's it. How does taking the gun away from oh my a convicted felon have anything to do with any of that? Right? Nothing. Nothing whatsoever at all. 
uh, uh, Chief, uh, whatever your name is, and Mayor uh, What's-Her-Face in, in Cape Depardieu. Is it Gerard Depardieu? Is that who it is? The French actor? Uh, there in Cape Gerard Depardieu, you should be going to jail. <laughs> Stick around. You're listening to Arms Room Radio. We'll be back after the break. It's Cape Gerard. 40 kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military. Do we have a uh, Major Bill joining us today? Playing video games. There are cold drinks, coffee, snacks, and comfy chairs. There's an internet connection, a putting green, frisbees, and footballs. There are DVDs, books, games, and guitars. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. This is today's USO. It's the USO to go program. With all of the above and more, selected and ordered directly by the troops themselves, packaged and shipped anywhere in the world. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO supports our troops, lifts their spirits, and serves as the link between them and the American people. People just like you. To donate and to find out more about the USO, visit us at USO.org. The USO, until everyone comes home. Okay, cool. First time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire, you're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion. And I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's going to happen next and how long am I going to be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me. And it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who have been where I had been before, said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Coming back in two minutes. Busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their ear pods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. It's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com.
Army Specialist Douglas J. Green died August 28, 2011, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Green, 23, of Sterling, Virginia, was assigned to the 3rd Battalion, 21st Infantry Regiment, 1st Striker Brigade Combat Team, 21st Infantry Division, Fort Wainwright, Alaska. Green was killed in action in Sperwan Gar, Kandahar Province, Afghanistan, of injuries suffered when insurgents attacked his units using an improvised explosive device and small arms fighter. Green enlisted in the U.S. Army in 2007, just after graduating high school. He graduated from basic and advanced training at Fort Benning, Georgia. After completing his training, Green was sent to Alaska in March of 2008. He served two combat tours, his first in Iraq. His awards include the Bronze Star Service Medal with V for Valor, Purple Heart, Army Commendation Medal, and the Combat Infantryman Badge. Army Specialist Douglas J. Green, you are not forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960, and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you again for sponsoring Fallen Hero. You've sponsored that since day one. In fact, uh, Earl, I got to... Speak with Kevin at length this week. I know he's uh, he's uh, he's got a couple of good case, great uh, big cases going. Some uh, closure on a previous one, and yes. uh, uh, doing good, and hoping uh, hoping he continues uh, in his uh, in his productive ways, and uh, hope to get him back here soon, uh, at least someday. You know how it goes, folks. He's he's big time lawyer boy now. You know, <laughs> just, we gave him all the publicity, and now he's out there all popular and stuff. So uh-huh. he can't spend time with us. He got a, he's got that herd of. Uh, Goats now or whatever it is going on at his ranch too. So yeah, goats and, and cows. Goats and cows and chickens and <laughs> ducks. And but for the but for the tax credit he gets, okay, I'd do it. Too. Oh yeah, he's got the, he's got he's a I'm a farmer. <laughs> That's it. I'm a farmer. Yep. Uh, hey, on the line with this, we have the chief law enforcement officer of Arms Room Radio. Please welcome back to the program, Major Bill. Sounds control to Major Bill. Hey guys, how's everybody doing this week? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, not too shabby, sir. How how are you doing? Uh, I I am. I, I got back home uh, late last night, so uh, it's 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 good to be back. But uh, out there contributing uh, what I could to our national defense for the the last two weeks and helping out with the a uh, uh, whole bunch of different things. Uh, Yes, so it, was, uh, it was it was a good little uh, good little getaway, but it's good to be home. It's it's good to be uh, it's good to be home again, uh, wearing a clean t shirt every day. I uh, will say it that way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where when you take your uniform off, it doesn't have to stand up on its own. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's, <laughs> the, that's the one thing they don't tell you about in the military is all the sweating. It's just gonna be a yes, long exactly. time. You're gonna sweat for a long time. Oh, uh, well, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, how are things going for you, sir? How are things in the, in the world of law enforcement? Uh, beyond the world of uh, uh, national defense, uh, what what might you have for us today? Well, uh, you know, this is a uh, this is a victory uh, for law enforcement. I am I'm happy to report. Uh, if you remember several weeks ago, I talked to you about that uh, 
you know, we jump on the Google Earth and we go out there uh, all the way out past the left coast, uh, out to the Hawaiian Islands, out to the, the state of Hawaii. I do remember and, this, uh, yes. You remember the story that I brought you about the uh, state attorney or district attorney, whatever their, their title is out there, that brought charges against three Honolulu police officers uh, for murder and attempted murder uh, after the uh, shooting from a pursuit that occurred um, out there. And they presented the, the facts to uh, a grand jury, and we all know a grand jury is made up of you know, citizens from the community. We are we are judged by our, our peers. Correct. And the grand jury came back with a no true bill. There you go. They did not support the 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 murder and the attempted murder charges against the three officers. Well, you know, that wasn't good enough for the state attorney out there. Uh, he felt, well, you know what? Screw what the grand jury had to say. I'm gonna charge them anyway. So he ended up filing charges against these three officers. Um for this uh, pursuit of a stolen vehicle that was also, uh, the suspects were also involved in other robberies and, and different th- armed robberies and things like that. Uh, and he charged them and had them uh, uh, arrested, and they were awaiting trial. Well, I'm happy to report that a uh, Hawaii judge uh, last, Wednesday, uh, last Wednesday rejected murder and attempted murder charges against those three Honolulu officers. Uh, The district court judge, uh, William Domingo, in a ruling from the bench, said that there was no probable cause that the officers committed the crimes that they were accused of. Uh, And he noted that the suspect that died, a 16-year-old, I remember uh, Psycap, who is uh, Micronesian. His parents were from the uh, islands of Micronesia. Okay. Uh, after a high-speed chase and refusing the command to stop, uh, when they finally got the vehicle to stop and they approached it, uh, they weren't getting out of the car. There were some furtive movements inside. Uh, they knew the subjects were armed, or they believed that they were armed, because that's the, the information that they got. And something happened that caused the officers to fear for their lives, and they fired their weapons. Uh, he was hit eight times. Uh, once, uh, one shot noted was in the back of the head. The other one, uh, went through his back and severed his aorta, which the, uh, Ooh, uh yeah. you know, they, they deemed that to be the, uh, the, the kill shot. Uh, but, you know, there, there was, uh, really no outrage, uh, uh among, uh, the, the citizenry there, uh, with this, it, it was uh, a result of you know multiple crimes that had been going uh, past uh, in the past for several days. Uh, they've been trying to get a hold of the suspect, and instead of pulling over and complying and being arrested, he decided to take them on a dangerous high-speed chase uh, through the streets of Honolulu. And unfortunately, it, it ended in uh, him losing his life. Uh, and the judge noted it wasn't just like a regular traffic stop and they walked up and, you know, things were fine and they decided to arbitrarily to uh, shoot him. That's not the case that we have here. We have as a result of a pursuit, he failed to comply with the orders of the officers. 
He'd already thrown a bag out, which other officers uh, during the pursuit <laughs> other officers recovered had a gun in it. Uh, they found a pellet gun uh, in the vehicle, which if you go to any sporting goods shop and you look at these pellet guns, uh, you can't tell the difference. Yeah, identical. identical and they also yeah. found a, yeah, they found an empty uh, magazine for the real gun that was thrown out, plus a uh, loaded magazine uh, as well. And the uh, you know, the state attorney kept arguing that that this was a crime, and it was good to see that a, a judge impartially and objectively objectively looked at the facts and said, "You know what? There's no crime here. They shouldn't be charged in the first place." And it, to me, looking at it on the outside, we've seen these grandstanding stunts done by district attorneys, state attorneys around the country to, uh, you know, appease a very small group of individuals that that are very vocal in their communities about how everything is, you know, racist and cops are racist. And and that part was actually brought up in in this case where the parents uh, of the the suspect that was killed said that uh, Micronesians... uh, uh, face continual racism in the uh, in the, the state of Hawaii. Uh, the, the, the Micronesian community said that it highlights the racism that they face. Uh, which, you know, if, if that's the only card you you have to hold up in, in the today's day and age, um, uh, it's a pretty weak weak defense in, in, in my book. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Listen, I got I got some some, some words for the uh, Hawaiian. Uh, District attorney out there, don't be a, a Luna Homalu. That's what she is. Until then, though, uh, uh, Major, please, please uh, stay safe out there. Absolutely. All my brothers and sisters in blue, remember, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, watch your stick. Listen to Arms Room Radio. Come to you live from magplay.com studios. I guess right after the break. The Caltech PMR 30 is no run of the mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30 round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation, performance, Caltech. See more at caltechweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Coming back in two minutes. America. Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com 
or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the MagSwag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Um, hey Earl, we got, I know we got a story set here for this for the last segment. By the way, the last segment already. I mean, just already. Know, I know. Yeah. I know. At least when we were in uh, in uh, Detroit in Detroit last week, when we were done with our segments, they put us back on the range to shoot more. Yeah. Go, <laughs> to work. Go to Get work. Go back to work. Go back to work, you guys. Um, I got a question uh, here, and uh, I don't I don't know that I even want to address it. Um, it said. Uh, uh, first off, I need to I need to clarify on the Fallen Heroes segment with Major Bill. Um, the goal was to do the 13 fallen Marines that just lost their lives this past week, but they've just now released their names, uh, and I want to uh, I want to have a little more information. Yes. So maybe next week, you know, we'll get uh, you know assignments, uh, family history, you know, ranks like we would normally bring to you. It'd be a little. You know, because there's 13, it might not be all the details, but it would at least be who they were, where they were signed, and that kind of stuff, and ages and stuff. We didn't want to do them any disservice. Yeah, exactly right. Because exactly of expediency. Right. The second half of that question was, uh, Mike, how do you feel about Afghanistan? And um, I don't know. I think maybe you'll wait till next week and we do that with Major Bill, um, you know, because he was there with me as well. Uh, he was there. He was over in a deployed to many, many places. He was with me in Afghanistan for a little while, but... Um, you know, we do have another story set. And uh, hey, listen, I, I think I've said it before on here. It's not like it's a big secret, I guess. Um, y- you know, how do I feel about what's going on in Afghanistan? Eh, you know. Yeah. All right. Okay. You know, I, I got to, you know, honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's just a, just a, a result of 30 years of being in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> getting upset about it isn't really going to yeah, maybe do anything right. about we, it other than yeah. make you feel bad. So. We we did everything we were supposed to do, and we did it with uh, with honor, and uh, we were at the top of our game when we were there. And uh, uh, what about the people of Afghanistan? Well, get the hell out. Listen, this is not like this is an island and they have to swim for safety, okay? Everybody in that damn country can walk their way down Jalalabad Trail, into Pakistan, down to the Port of Karachi, and get the hell out if they want to. And they do it every day. Because unless you live in a city and you're one of the, the tribal people of the, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know Pashtuns, uh, Tajiks, uh, Kyrgyz, whatever it happens to be, you could just walk your butt out. And that's what more than half of that population does because they don't see themselves with any national identity at all. They see themselves as tribes. And, uh, yeah, you know, 20 years, you know, you know. Should we have left? Uh, obviously, our guy. Obviously, the, the president's done wrong. You know, there should be a stability force that's there for the next 50 years. Uh, that's why Japan and, and uh, South Korea and, uh, uh, and Germany have become such, such successful countries because they've had big brothers standing over them going, don't be stupid. Yeah. Don't be stupid. And we're here to help you if somebody else tries to come in and do something. 
but don't be stupid while we're here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't you embarrass me. You know, you know, <laughs> like your parents would say. Um, so I guess I'll just wait on that. That's no big deal. I don't have any hard feelings on it. Those people. Uh, I was there for the guy to the left of me, the guy to the right of me, the guy above me, and the guy below me. Uh, and it uh, that we were in Afghanistan, it or we could have been on the moon. It wouldn't have mattered. You know, oh, it was, yeah, it was exactly. all about was all about my team and my guys and my unit. So every, the Afghani's just just like any other crap hole in the rest of the rest of the world. Now we didn't treat them bad. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying, yeah. You know, there comes a time when you have to take a little personal responsibility and do something about it. Yeah, you, you yeah. Know. I mean, okay, you can, we can, you know, understand things happen, but if you're not willing to take up the fight for yourselves, <laughs> for your own country, uh, how how can you how can you justifiably expect me to do it for you? What's what's the picture you and I saw the other day of them, uh, of all these uh, uh, the the Taliban the Taliban's. Um, they were all sitting behind the president's desk there or the ambassador's desk, wherever it was. And uh, it said, uh, can you guess which one of these insurgents were coalition trained? Oh, <laughs> you know, t- t- tell me you've been trained by coalition forces without telling me you've been trained by coalition forces. Yeah. And three of the three of the dozen guys are all standing there holding AKs low ready. Yep. And their their trigger finger <laughs> is straight indexed across the frame nowhere yeah. near the trigger yeah you want to know why the, the taliban were able to get into uh, uh afghanistan and uh and kabul so easily because the afghan national army goes hey are you guys writing the checks now okay then we're with you then yeah. we're with you yeah. that's it we knew that day one i was over there early too by the way i knew that day one that the moment we left and took our checkbook with us, the first dude with a board with a nail in it was going to be in charge. Right? And, uh, you come here, I'll swing I hit you with this. Yeah, yeah. He's in charge now. And everybody else is just lined up to be with him. Yeah, we knew that way back then. I did see, hold on. That, I that, did see one picture. They've got somebody else to sell uh, good Afghani mountain shark. Oh, 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 oh we got good, good <laughs> Afghani mountain shark. I did see this one. <laughs> if you ever feel useless, remember, it took 20 years, trillions of dollars, and four U.S. presidents to replace the Taliban with the Taliban. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? How's that for irony? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. We got about three, four minutes left. Let's get to this last topic. And uh, a woman in Burlington. Uh, I'm going to go with Burlington, Vermont. What do you think? I'll go with that. We'll go with the town of Burlington until we know other- otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was sentenced. Uh, to 15 months in prison for false statements during gun purchases. Uh, I'm not going to give a butt girl's name there, but uh, she was ordered to serve three years of supervised release after her prison term and pay $200 to the Crime Victims Fund, according to the Assistant U.S. Attorney's Office, Southern District of Iowa. Okay, must have been Burlington, Iowa. There we go. According to court documents, uh, she went to a farm king... I guess that's not a person. That sounds like a person to me. It's like <laughs> no, that's a store. You see that guy? He's they're the in, farm king. They're in <laughs> Iowa. Oh, all right, all right. That'd be a good title, right? You'd be like, "What's your name?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm Johnny, Lord of the Manor." What's your name? I'm Farm King. You shall <laughs> bow to thee and drink my warm milk. Uh, uh, so Farm King. That's that's probably a little bit depending on the location. That's better than the Sausage King. Oh, uh, well, that's close. That is an area. Yeah, yeah that is an area. Do you know the Sausage King's name? No. I can't remember it. 
Uh, let's see here. Um, I, you know, I'm going to wait for my phone to blow up. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, because I'm just holding back. I'm holding back because that's one of my Vegas aliases. <laughs> that's why I can't remember <laughs> it. it. Yeah. Well, the other, the other and, one being and, Nick Papa Giorgio. And, and I also go with, hey, it happened in Vegas, so <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. Very true. Uh, well, she went with her then boyfriend to a, to a, to a farm king, and uh, and the boyfriend was a convicted felon. So they did, Earl, what you and I have heard about happening several times. You and I personally have caught people doing several times. You and I personally have done our responsible duty as Second Amendment constitutional followers. Yes. Um, I know that the you know a, a, a convicted felon, a convicted violent felon, a convicted domestic violence felon should not be having a firearm. Okay? Uh, and we can, we can leave that conversation there. I think we already had that during the rest of the show. So, because when they get a gun, a crime is committed, and then we all are bad. You know? We, yes. We exercise your second member's rights responsibly. Anyway, she goes there, and... Uh, yeah, she walks in with the with the with the convicted felon boyfriend and uh, and buys the gun for him. Buys the gun for him. Well, uh, it, you know, it comes out that uh, over a, a certain period of time, the boyfriend directed her to buy five different firearms from a couple of different locations there. Uh, okay. So, you know, this is not just her once. Yeah, you know, no. well, I just met him and it's, he seemed like a good guy and he mm-hmm. said he lost his ID, so I I bought it for him. Okay, you still lied on the form, uh, but you were a, a, a dummy rather than a, a you know a, a knowledgeable felon. Yeah, I'll say you're 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 you know naive yes. ver- versus you know negligent. Uh, so she uh, she buys them and she gets sentenced. And and I think that's the we want to tell you is listen, we you may you may you may have some weird views when it comes to the law and buying a firearm and. I listen. I don't want my name going in any books or any registry or anything like that, but y- you you can't go out there and be a felon and, and buy for them. You, you then you're gonna you're gonna ruin what the rest of us have less for, for left for rights to buy a firearm. We're working to get them all back. Quit being irresponsible in purchasing firearms. Yeah, I would say this is this is part of the responsibility that comes with being a legal gun owner. You know, we've got to make we've got to protect what we have. They're already trying to chip away at it. We can't give them any more ammunition. And, and, and yeah, so just don't don't do it, folks. Don't do it. Uh, be a be a little bit a uh, little bit smarter. And listen until until next week when we see you. Please exercise your uh, your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. And if you get a chance, say hi to Abe Froman for me. <laughs> the Keltec Sub 2000 semi automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So, in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation, performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. 
concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo.